0: which is the World Class Training Institute. The World Class Training Institute is where we maximize human capital through the delivery of leadership and professional development training programs. And we also provide executive coaching for you as well. So we always say that a building is a building, but a building is nothing without its people. So human capital is an organization's greatest resource. And you wanna make sure that your team members are operating in a way where they are built bringing their best personal and professional selves to your organization. So with that, we are going to get into the conversation today. And I'm going to give you all a little background on why I'm talking about this subject. So this weekend, I was at home on Saturday morning, and I wasn't sure what I was going to do with the day, but I said to myself, well, let me just listen to linkedin now that may sound strange to some but linkedin is uh for people who do business to business sales it's a great place to um learn about what's going on in the business community and to learn things that can help and grow you professionally and so uh linkedin had a notification and the notification was related to a program that business that black enterprise was having called the Disruptor Summit. And the person who was speaking was Pinky Cole, who is the um, owner of Slutty Vegan, which is a restaurant in based out of Atlanta that has just become huge. Um, I think she has 11 locations now. She's only been around five years, but it's an amazing restaurant. And so they were interviewing Pinky Cole and it was this Disruptor Summit. I've been in business three and a half years. And I said, where is the summit going to be? And the summit was in Atlanta. I said to myself, you need to get there now. And I began to put myself together. And I packed my bags and I reserved a hotel room. And I said, it was about 10 o'clock. I said, if I go ahead and get ready, I'll be out of here at 12. I'll be there by about five o'clock because I also wanted to speak to um, someone about perhaps speaking at one of the conferences. They also have another conference called Women of Power. And so I got there, went ahead, left, got there around five. Usually I'll go and you know change and everything, but something told me because they were having a happy hour in the evening, something told me, don't change. You need to get to the, their hotel right now. And I did that. And by me doing that, I was able to run into the exact person that I needed to speak to. If I had hesitated one way or another, I might have missed the opportunity that I needed. And so today I wanna talk about this thing called the fierce urgency of now, and three reasons why we cannot wait, and we shouldn't wait. We should not hesitate when an unction comes upon us to move our lives forward in a positive direction. So the first thing that I wanna talk about is that thing called a missed opportunity. And I have to say, I got another confirmation this morning because a lady was asking me about whether or not I trained people how to speak. And I said to her, you know, you're the second person who's asked me to do that. And I said, I have to do it. And I told her, I said, "Um, I just was figuring out when I'm going to start. And she looked at me and she said, now. And so I said, you know what? I'm supposed to talk about this today. And so yes, um, missed opportunities can come when we do not move forward in the direction that we're supposed to. And we have to understand that we may not as they see as they say, see the whole stairwell. We just have to, as um, Oprah Winfrey says, make the next right move, because if we don't, we can miss everything. Going back to my opening and my my situation with getting to Atlanta, if I had sat there and continued to think about, well, should I or should not? Can I get a hotel? How long is it going to take me? Am I going to have traffic? Should I change when I get there? I would have missed the opportunity to speak to the person who I needed to connect with. And after I connected with him, I said, you know what? The rest of this is gravy. If I meet some more people, good. If I don't, it's all good too. So the first thing that I want everyone to really tap into when you're thinking about this thing called the fierce urgency of now is that if you don't move immediately, you can miss a great opportunity. The second thing is the loss of momentum. So we can get started sometimes and then as we may face challenges or we face obstacles we slow down there is a danger in I always say you can rest if you must but don't quit but when you have momentum you want to activate more energy within the space of your momentum the danger of slowing down when you are in a position of momentum is that you can run into um as they say when you're on a track somebody passing you up so i used to run uh, sprints and when you are running a hundred a 200, even a 400, the one thing that you never want to do is look behind you. Because what happens when you look behind you? You take your eye off the prize. And in that particular example, the prize is, of course, the finish line. And in the moment that you, it's almost like when you're driving down the street and you take your eyes off the road. In that moment, you can have an accident. So you want to make sure that when you're operating in the fierce urgency of now, that you continue to move in that space of momentum and don't slow down. Um, I don't wanna be mean about it, but as they say, keep your foot on their neck. If, you, if you're if you moving forward, uh, keep your foot on their neck and keep it going. Uh, so that's the second thing. The first thing is that you do not want to, miss opportunities that you can have because you are second guessing and you are doubting whether or not you should move forward. The second one, as I said, is that you may lose momentum if you do not activate yourself in the space of the fierce urgency of now. The third thing that I want to share with you is about this thing called timing. Timing is everything. Timing is everything. Moving moving ourselves back again to my initial example. If I had chosen to go and get dressed, or if I had chosen to um, do something other than continue to move myself forward, that hundredth of a second between Um, me meeting the person and having the conversation with the person who I needed to talk to and not might have been missed. And so the power of a hundredth of a second is the difference between gold and everyone else in a race. And back to my running metaphor, when you're thinking about the person who in the Olympics wins the gold and even can set a record. The difference between setting a record and not setting a record often comes down to the power of that hundredth of a second. And so as we are thinking about living our lives and making sure that we maximize every moment of our lives, we have to understand the significance of timing. Now for a moment, I'm going to shift what I just said about timing in the space of moving forward to the understanding of timing in the space of patience. So while we've been talking about the fierce urgency of now and understanding that we need to move when the unction of the spirit tells us to move, we also have to understand the importance of patience when we are running our race. And so this is the other piece that I wanna share with you as I um, as we transition through our conversation today. And if anyone wants to um, call in and share, you can. Our request, our, our phone line is 615-242. Seven seven six zero. That's six one five two four two seven seven six zero. If you want to share any time when you perhaps uh, moved in the way that you needed to move, and if you had not, it, you might have missed an opportunity, or you may have slowed down when you shouldn't have. So that's the first piece. Now, as we transition and think about timing from kind of the the, the counter side. Uh, We want to think about patience as we are running our race. And this is one where I have to say uh, I'm always growing in because I want it now. I don't want to wait. I'm not even the person who when when I call a phone, uh, a customer service line and they say that you want to go to the chat. I don't want to go to the chat. I want to talk to somebody. And I need to do it now because I want to get whatever it is that I'm trying to take care of, taken care of in that moment. However, what I have learned in business is that patience is truly a virtue. And as we are building our professional selves, we have to recognize that while we're in the space of, hey, I want to get this done now, here, the way i want it that on the other side there's something called a system at play and so part of that system and i'm going to speak from my perspective as a business owner from part of that system are um comprises other things that may be going on with my uh potential customers organization Uh, There may be other things related to the timing of the year. For instance, I'm dealing with one customer uh, that has a new business year starting in July. So we can't do business until July 1. Um, There may be other things that are at play on their team that I have to consider. And so understanding that as we're running our race, we want to be steady, but we do have to exercise a high degree of patience for those people who are working in a business environment. You may be an employee for someone and you may be thinking, you know what? I've been working here. I should be promoted. Why are they overlooking me for this particular job? I'll say as someone who's also worked in the corporate space for years, you are always being interviewed even when you think you are not. So just because a potential promotion hasn't happened or a potential um, employer in another department hasn't called you to the space of interviewing or being able to uh, move into a new position, doesn't mean that you're not being considered. And I even heard um, one pastor say recently that we have to understand that conversations are happening about us often in rooms that we are not in. And so, again, back to this idea of thinking that, you know, no one said anything or haven't gotten the answer that I wanted to get. Sometimes they're having conversations about bringing you in, or they're having conversations about how you may work within the the fold of the organization when you're not in the room. So we always have to consider not only the idea of all of the things that we want, but also what else may be going on and that we are operating within the space of this thing called a system. So as we are really moving ourselves forward and leading our lives and leading our teams, if we are supervisors, please make sure to remember that it's not just about what we want in a moment. It's about, a, as I say, the whole being greater than the sum of its parts. So I hope that has resonated with someone today as you are um, again, remembering the fierce urgency of this thing called now, but also operating within the space of patience as you're running the race towards becoming greater and better. And I want to also leave you all with one other piece of advice as it, um, as it relates to momentum and carrying ourselves forward in a, um, in a business setting relationships and your network matter. And when I think about network and relationships, and I'll even go back to this uh, mayoral race today, when I walked into the room and I saw some of the candidates walking around, some of them were more engaging than others. And when you are building your relationships and building your network, again, you always have to be conscious of how you are being viewed. And it's not to say that you have to um, be inauthentic, but you want to let the light go on when you walk in a room. And um, it doesn't take you being someone who's um, overly pretentious, but it does take you being alert. So I want to also kind of guide you in that realm of ensuring that when you are building relationships, when you are showing up, that you are number one, showing up alert, ready, uh, I overheard one of the mayoral candidates, his his name was misspelled and kind of the way that he um, talked to the lady and told her about that was a little short. And so, again, not knowing who all is voting, he probably should consider his manner so that um, so that he can be seen in a light as somebody who is approachable. Because for me, I was like, mm, I don't know if he's going to be nice if he uh, takes over this this role. So. That's something that we have to pay attention to. And the other piece about the networking and about the building relationships, as we're building relationships, we want to um, not just build relationships so that we can get to a certain place or so that we can um, reach one particular objective. When I'm thinking about the relationships that I build and the people who, I am able to form bonds with on a professional or a personal level. It comes down to that space of finding where are either the similarities that we have? Where are the areas that I can support them or they can support me? Or how do they uh, make my life more joyful? Or how can I make their lives more joyful? And so as we are thinking about our network, we should think about it from the standpoint of, I always say, first, seek to understand. So you want to listen to the people with whom you are trying to form relationships and then seek to be understood. So then go to the place where you are finding the space where you can, again, either enjoy space in a personal realm because you all are um, friendly in that way, or that you can support each other in a way um, to help move their dial forward, or they can help you move yours forward. I'll say that at the base of all of that, though, needs to be authenticity. So you never want to go into a a relationship in an inauthentic way. So what does that look like? To me, when we lead with the, what we can get, that's inauthentic. When we lead with um, what's this person going to do for me, that's inauthentic. And those two statements are similar in nature because they show up the same way um and and it can eventually cause the demise of a relationship and we also have to understand that sometimes a relationship is better being left either in the past or not taking place so um i don't i try not to just form a network or form a relationship because this person can do something for me or this person can move me in a certain direction because at the end of the day, it's not going to be organic in nature and it is not going to be sustaining. Uh, I'll even go to uh, Pastor Hill in his absence. He and I met on a, a track a few years ago and it was not at all about working together. It was not at all about um, what one of us could do for the other. But there was an authentic um connection that we had that has led to us um, working together probably it's probably been two or three years now since i first met him Um, but again it was never about what i could take from him or what he could take from me it was about how um the whole could be better than the sum of its parts and so i hope again that what i have shared with you uh in pastor hill's absence has been valuable to you. Remember again, uh, primitive. the Primitive Ephesian Baptist Church is where Pastor Hill presides as the uh, pastor. Um, and then also he does Capri Cares every morning, virtually every morning on Facebook. Uh, the three things that I want to leave with you related to the fierce urgency of now are missed opportunities, not doing anything can happen, Uh, You don't want to lose momentum or slow down. And you want to understand that timing is everything. The power of a hundredth of a second in a race, it can be the difference between gold and everyone else. And one more thing that I want to leave with you if I can. So I have a book that is out. It's called Unpacking Agape, the Seven Languages of Intentional Leadership. So as someone who facilitates leadership and professional development, it is important that, to me, that leaders understand that they are in a role of service first. So agape leadership speaks to the idea of selfless, sacrificial care and concern for other people. And the seven languages um, speaks to the behaviors that are related to selfless, sacrificial leadership. And the reason that I named it languages instead of behaviors is because um, language is best demonstrated by action and by behavior. So the way that we can know that our leaders are demonstrating selfless, sacrificial care and concern for others is simply by how they behave. And so please pick up the book, Unpacking Agape, The Seven Languages of Intentional Leadership at worldclasstraining.net forward slash agape. And I do also have a leadership development program called Intentional Leadership. So for any